Y'all ready for the word? Who needs the word? Everybody need the word? It's life to us. And I'm, I'm excited this morning because you get to see through scripture uh, God's top priority for your life. His top priority for your life. Hey, that, that's like the secret to life. You're like, God, what do you want from me? What is your most, uh, what, what is the main thing that you want from me or for me? And, and, and we found it. It's in scripture. Amen. You ask God questions, he gives you answers. And, and it always comes from the scripture because that's the truth. And so I'm going to I'm going to lay out what the Lord has been showing me all week. And uh, and you guys just receive it. Just re- I received it and it has changed my life. Right now, it doesn't mean I receive it perfectly all the time. Sometimes I fall back like you guys do. But the, the, the quicker you remember the truth, the faster you can move forward. So let's pray and thank the Lord for his word. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is always truth. It's always on time. It always goes forth with great power. So, Father, we receive all that you have for us today because we know it is good. Thank you for giving us every good and perfect gift from above. And your gift is going to flow down here this morning. It's going to touch people this morning. And their lives will be forever changed. Because you're a good God who loves them and will give to them freely because of your son, Jesus. So we look forward to seeing your son in the word today. That is where life comes from. And we receive it in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. All right, all right, all right. So, is this thing on? There it is. God's top priority for your life. Y'all ready to see it? All right. Uh, It's found in uh, 3 John, verse (laughs) 2. That thing always throws me off chapter 1, man. There's no chapter 1, right? Beloved, who's beloved? We are beloved. Beloved, I pray. I, in fact, the word there is I wish. I, this is God's wish. God's wish is that you may what? Prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Now, it literally says I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health. Listen, prosper there, guys, is not this prosperity gospel. It's not, man. Prosper there is successful. God wants you successful. He gives us the reason and he gives us the how to be successful. And how can you preach that? Some people are not successful. But don't base yourself, don't base your knowledge of the truth on experience. Base it on the word of God. If he's, Am I making this up? Did I write that? No, I did not write that. That's coming from the, from the mouth of God. Amen? So, I wish above all things, above all things. What's that mean? That means above evangelism. That means above uh, whatever ministry you might have. God says, I wish above all things, say all things, that you prosper and be in health. Okay? The original. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you this. He puts a caveat there. Just as your soul prospers. So some people in in the church... Don't believe that Jesus maybe heals today like he did back in the day. There was a time for that. Uh, some people even, I've seen some people on Google. God, stay away from Google when you're doing stuff. Google's good for some stuff, but when it comes to like the Bible, man, I just sit back and I'm going, what is going on? I mean, you got pastors saying that God doesn't heal people anymore, that Jesus, that's the work of the devil now. I'm like, Really? So Jesus went about healing all who were oppressed by the devil, right? So 
what Jesus did is the devil's work. I'm like, bro, where are you coming from, man? I'm trying to figure that out, and maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> My wife's been trying to figure me out for a long time, right? She still ain't got it. She still has not received all the blessings that I am to her. <laughs> She's not here, so. Um, oh, all right. Some people will call and say, hey, you're that prosperity gospel guy. Let me tell you, number one, I hope you hear me. Hear me. The gospel is not prosperity. The gospel is the gospel of grace and peace. And as a result of that, you will prosper in all things. I don't believe for one second that there's a prosperity gospel. I'm telling you what the Bible says, that when you believe the gospel, gospel, gospel you will prosper in all things. If God gave us Jesus, what more do you want, church? That, you, that Just that makes you prosperous. That makes you successful. He makes you successful. But I love the caveat, just as your soul prospers, the, the, word just, the, the word just as, right? Look at it right here, man. It means according to, just as, even as. So you go back to the verse. That means that if your soul, your emotions are prospering at 50%, then your health and success will prosper at 50%. But if you know who you are and your soul is prospering at 120%, your health and your success will prosper at 120%. It's even as. It's equal to. God knows if your soul's prospering. The, 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 so how, how, do, how do we make our souls prosper? How do we let our souls prosper? How do we let our emotions prosper? Right? And, and this is direct. See, I told you, science is, is catching up to the Bible. It's crazy. So you see health, right? Do you guys know that 86% of all diseases are caused by stress in the body? And when you're stressed, when you're worried, that, that your, that's your soul, your emotions are not prospering. You're stressing and you're worrying. Well, that equates to your health and your success. If you're always worried about the future, always worried about what's going to happen this week. Listen, if you're worried that you're going you're gonna, to uh, operate you're going to be successful to that standpoint. Does that make sense to you guys? That's what it's saying. That's what it's saying. It, your soul is equally, equally prosperous. It's equal to your health and your success. Do you guys see that? Amen. Do you believe that? Can you see it in your own lives? Man, when you're beat up, and who beats you up? Sometimes the church beats you up. Sometimes the church will tell you you're not doing enough. They'll put you back under law, and like you're not doing enough, and, and the church will beat you up. But a lot of times, you beat yourself up. A lot of times, Satan will beat you up. But, man, I'm telling you, most of the time, we beat ourselves up. And let me just tell you something. You can nip those thoughts in the bud and say, no, because God loves me, I am going to be successful. Because God loves me, this stage four means nothing. Right? Anything Satan means uh, for evil, God turns it good. Right? Accident meant to take somebody's life. God says, no, I'm going to have a tree catch him and I'm going to have a nurse come up behind him. Amen. Yeah, that that's that's who he is. And so it's all about how you look at it. You can view God as someone who's out to get you or you can view God as someone who put it all on Jesus and is giving you everything. Whoa. So. What is it now that that was uh that was verse two? Check this out. This verse two. I want you to see in context. What the heck? Did I go too far? 
Oh, I'm missing some stuff. Yeah, it's all good. So let me just tell you this. John, if you keep reading in that, he says this. He says that this is for those who walk in truth, according to the truth. He says it three times, right? If you're walking in truth, that's where God wants you to be walking. Walk in truth. And then that that truth that we just saw right there, that that is that that's the context that it's in. So if you want to be prosperous, if successful, if you want to be in good health, if, if your soul has to prosper. But how does your soul prosper? Prosper. You got to walk in the truth. You got to walk in the truth. You guys have homework now. It's on the back of your bullet and go home and read it. Walk in truth. So the question is, the question is begged. Well, what is the truth? How do we who wants to be walking in truth? We are, why? Because if we're walking in truth, our soul, our emotions prospering, which means our health is prospering, which means we're going to be successful at whatever we do. That's what the Bible says. So we got to get to the root. We got to find out how do we walk in truth? Well, what is the truth? Well, we know the truth can't be the law. It cannot be the law. So that's where this verse comes in. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Grace and truth. Some people say you can't just preach all grace, grace, grace. You got to have some law in there. No, grace is on the same side as Jesus. The law was given through Moses because Jesus wasn't on earth yet. The law was designed not to bless us, but to get us to a blessing, to get us to the blesser. That's what the law was designed for, right? So we see that right there. Jesus Christ is, he is grace and truth. And that's why I believe Paul focuses on the grace. When Paul talks about walking in the truth, he's talking about the grace of God. And John, also, when John talks about walking in the truth, he's talking about the love of God. He's the disciple whom Jesus loved, right? So they both approach it. Same truth, but they approach it from different angles, right? It's like if a blind man's touching the elephant. Man, he's touching the tail. He's like, man, that's a short trunk. It's still an elephant. It's just different perspectives. That was a horrible example, but you know what I'm saying? So check this out. Jesus said this. He said, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. What's the truth? You got to ask yourself, who's Jesus talking to? He's talking to Pharisees who know the law. So if they know that the law is the truth, Jesus wouldn't have to say that to them, would he? So the law can't be the truth. The law cannot be the truth. Yes, and Jesus is grace and love. He's, it's grace and truth. He, he brings the gospel. It's the gospel of Jesus. Right? Gospel of Jesus. Check this out. Romans 3, 23. For all have sinned, fall short of the glory of God. Here's the gospel. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God sent forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness, not yours, you don't have any. It's like filthy rags. You need his. So he gave it to you, right? Uh, his righteousness because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. Right? He passed over to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be the just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Do you have faith in Jesus? Then you are justified. And that's a good place to be because now you're not walking around in fear of what's going to happen when you die and go to heaven. You know you were justified. That way you can have life right here more abundantly and not just wait till you get to heaven. What, there's a, see, there's, there's, 
God loves everybody the same. He's no respecter of persons. He, he loves us all. He's given us all the same amount. But some Christians aren't walking in. You're not seeing the blessings manifest in their life. Because they, haven't, they don't understand this. They're still trying to earn it. They're still trying to deserve it. Based on their actions. But those who just rest in that. Say wait a minute. Jesus did it all for me. Thank you for blessing me beyond measure. All my needs are met. Really? Because it doesn't look like it. Well you're looking in the natural. In the supernatural where I'm sitting right now, all my needs are met. It, it takes faith to say that. And sometimes when I say it, I don't believe it. But I still say it. Faith speaks. If you say to that mountain, be removed. And do not doubt in your heart, it will be removed. Amen? All right, Galatians 2.11. Now when Peter had come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. I love, I was telling the youth, I love, I love that Paul's like, I, man, I stood up in his face. You ever read the Bible like that? And you see Paul and Peter. <laughs> I watch way too many movies, right? So uh, what happened? Well, Peter was hanging out with with the regular people man the gentiles and then he heard the jewish people were coming so i'm thinking my brother's at a salad bar putting bacon bits on a salad and they're like they're like look you can't be eating bacon right and so he gets up and walks out and paul's like whoa what's up with that what's up with that right so i you can go home read the whole story i just i just got a few verses in here uh, but when i saw that they were not straightforward about the truth that word there literally means walking according to the truth. When they were not walking straight, upward, forward, according to the truth. What truth? Oh, truth of the gospel. Gospel, I said to Peter before them all, if you being a Jew live in the manner of Gentiles and not as the Jews, why do you compel the Gentiles to live as the Jews? What? Knowing that a man... Oh, just in case you want to know if he's talking about the law and the gospel, because they're opposites. They're not the same thing. Jesus came to fulfill the law. He brought the gospel to do that. It's the good news. Right? Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Christ Jesus, that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh will be justified. So listen, the truth, walking in the truth cannot be the law. He says it right here. He said it right in this chapter. It cannot be by the law. He saw that Peter wasn't walking straightforward about the truth of the gospel. And just two verses later, he tells you what the opposite of that is, man. You're walking by the, in the law. And the law points you to your sin. Points you to your failures. 1 John 4.10. This is the definition of love. When people tell you that 1 Corinthians 13 is the definition of love, that lie. That, listen, they don't know. That's, 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 a, uh, that's characteristics of love. This is the definition of love. In this is love. What is it? Not that we love God, but that God, but that he first loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sin. See, love is not our love for God. Love is God's love for us. We will fail God all the time. Our love could be here one day 
and it could be down here another day. We're not looking at his, we're not looking at our love for him. But listen, his love for us never changes. His love for us is always consistent and it's always high. He loves you so much. And I wish that we could understand this. If you get this before you leave here today, you will start to see success in your health. You will start to see your emotions, your soul prosper. You will see success in your jobs, in your families. How do I know that? The Bible says that. And don't let people come in here and tell you that, nah, you can't believe that. That's that health, wealth, gospel thing. No, it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't make apologies for it. That's what it says. And for years, years, I lost out on so much because I brought religion into it. I listened to people, people I trusted, people I still trust today. They just don't know. I'm free. Listen, I can't make you free. The Lord does that. The Holy Spirit comes on you. Don't argue with people. Don't argue with people. Just believe what you believe. But I hope you see it in Scripture. I'm not giving you stories. I'm showing you Scripture. In context, you got to know that the Lord loves you. That's the basis for your soul prospering. That the Lord loves you. So, look at Luke 10:27. Uh, so, he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Now, check this out. This is love. Not that we love God, but that God loves us. Do you see that there? It, love is God's love for us. Everybody understand that? So when we go here, this is Jesus talking. Jesus said this when they said, hey, what's the greatest commandment? He, he said it. You got to love the. So here it's like a contradiction. But, but what's cool about the youth, and, and it goes along with her testimony, uh, Nikisha's about her. The youth know, because I asked them, they all knew. This was Jesus before the cross. So when Jesus was saying this, he was under law because the Bible says he was born under the law. He lived under the law to redeem us from the law. So so he's under law when he's saying this. See, for 1500 years, the Jews were under this and none of them could do it. David couldn't do it. None of them could do it. So God said, you know what? I know you can't do it. Now I'm going to show you that I will love you with all my heart with all my soul, with all my strength, and with all my mind, and I'm going to give you Jesus. And Jesus did all that for us. He, he conquered that law for us. Because now when God looks at us, he looks at us as Jesus. As Jesus is, so are we. Where, church? Right here. Right here on this earth. So Jesus did that for us. Do you see it? Yes. It's a beautiful thing. And I want you to see this. I saw this, man, and this one little word sticks out, changes everything, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And you know what word caught me this time? It's the word so. For God, not, God, not, God didn't just love you. God so loved you. Isn't that beautiful? Sometimes you can read verses over and over and over again, man. And, and God will say, he'll just give you a little nugget. Hey, check this word out. I'm like, wow. That makes a big difference. I can love my wife or I can so love my wife. I can love her professionally, right? I, sometimes I kiss her professionally. She's like, look, I ain't your co-worker. I'm like, bye, babe. She's like, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> It's true. Hey, isn't it true? Ladies. Yeah. Oh, these men act like I'm a loser. Let me tell you something. 
It happens everywhere. Because we forget. We forget the love aspect. I can't love my wife unless I know that how much God loves me. Because I'm going to love my wife to the extent that I know I'm loved by God. That's the, that's the truth. I'm going to love people to the extent that I know that God loves me. If I believe that God is still holding back on me, I'm going to hold back from my wife. I'm going to hold back from you as a pastor. But you know that ain't true here. We give because we know what's been given to us. We freely give because we know we've been freely given to. Amen? Love that word so, so. Check this out. Now, there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. You guys know who that is? That's John, the disciple, right? There's two kind of Christians in the Bible, I believe. One is Peter. Peter represents those Christians who boast about their love for God. Peter said, hey, Jesus said, hey, you're going to fail me. He goes, no, pff, whatever, whatever. Look, you're my boy, Jesus. Let me just tell you this. Wherever you go, I'm going to go. I'm going to follow. Wherever you go, I'm going to follow. And where you go, I follow, I follow, I follow, right? Listen, he was all about his love for the Lord, for Jesus. And let me tell you something. He's the one that denied Jesus. And whenever you boast in your love for Jesus, you will fail. But John, John boasted of the Lord's love for him. See, there's a secret here. John knows who he is. John knows that the Lord loves him. It's, it, John is boasting of his love for him. And in this scene at the Last, at the last Supper, John's leaning on Jesus' bosom. And, and, and Jesus says, hey, someone in this room is going to betray me. And Peter was in there. And P the Bible says this specifically in this chapter. Peter le leaned into John and said, John, ask him who it is. Why couldn't Peter just ask Jesus? Because when you boast of your love for the Lord, there's going to be a wall there. But when you boast of his love for you, you're laying in his bosom and he gives you the answer. Amen? Love that. Oh, by the way, <laughs> one of those guys was at the foot of the cross ministering to Jesus in his dying moments. Wasn't Peter because Peter denied him three times. So when you boast of your love for Jesus, there's going to come a time when you deny him. And I don't mean just deny him as far as uh, like, I don't believe in Jesus. I mean, you're going to deny who he is in your life. You're going to think that he's not your supplier. You're going to think that he doesn't love you. Right. That's denying what the word says about him. But when you boast of his love for you, you will be at the right place at the right time every time. Every time. Love that, man. A simple test. You want to know? Here's a simple test to see if you're walking in the truth. Everybody ready? You don't have to say it out loud. Please don't. Because <laughs> we're going to all fail. All right? Starting up here. But here's a good test in the same chapter to see if you're walking in the truth. Ready? Get out your number two pencils. <laughs> Verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Why? Because fear involves torment. There's no fear in love and perfect love. If you're walking according to the truth, John's version of it, walking in love, if perfect love is not your love, we just saw that. If you believe, if you believe that God's going to meet every single need in your life, then there's no fear. See, sometimes fear is not what you're afraid of is leading up to it. It's the fear of 
what's going to happen. It's that thought process. If you're fearing something financially, it's not what's going. It's not the finances. It's the fear of not having it, and you have lost sight and lost track of who your supplier is. And then see, if you understand that God loves you that much that He's going to meet all your needs. He will never leave you nor forsake you. You will never be left alone. Every need you have will be met. Every need you have, it's already met. Bible says we have. We have, we're not trying to obtain them. We have them right now. And see, now I'm focused on his love. You're focused on his love. There's no doubt that God's going to meet every need in your mind. But when you're not here, you need to believe this. You need to believe that God's your supplier. Don't fear. Don't worry about stuff coming up. Listen, and, and let me tell you, you can't get rid of fear by saying, I'm not going to fear. I tried that at Halloween Horror Nights. I'm like, look, I ain't scared. Get to the door. No, nah, I'll meet y'all at the end. I ain't going in there, man. I ain't having none of that. Right? Because I, I don't, listen, I just don't want to hurt somebody. That's all. I, I don't want some cat to show up with a chainsaw and get in my ear and him end up in the hospital. I'm doing them a favor. It ain't that I'm scared. Don't get it twisted. I ain't about that. If you have some sense of fear, guys, then you're not walking in love at that moment. Doesn't mean you're, you can't. It just means you need to be reminded. Hey, babe, how was it? We got to understand. You see that look? You saw how quickly I got up out of there? <laughs> I'm like, empty way. Hey. <clears throat> If you have uh, if you have any kind of fear, see, you know why God doesn't want you to have fear? He didn't give you a spirit of fear because it involves torment, man. He it tor literally torches you, torches you, man. And God doesn't want that to happen. That's what fear does. Fear will cause you to have paralysis, not just physically, but in your faith. Come on, church, in your faith. He doesn't want you to be there. He didn't give you that. You walk around knowing who you are. You don't walk around saying, hey, I, 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 I don't know what's going to happen today. Right. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to happen. What you need to say is, Lord, because you love me perfectly, I'm going to be successful today. And, and see, that takes you off. That, that's that, there's no fear there. And let me tell you this. Sometimes you get delayed, but delays can be a blessing. Isn't that true? Sometimes you get to a point where you have something going on. And you have it written down and it doesn't happen. And then you meet somebody. Somebody that needed to hear from you. Amen. Hey, listen, listen, that's how Kelly found me. Her greatest blessing. It's true. We were in college, man. She was bitter. And then the Lord just brought me in. I, I literally floated in there. Looking like that dude with the long hair from that butter commercial. What, what's his name? You know what I'm talking about? Fabio. <laughs> I didn't know his name, but I knew he was in a butter commercial, right? <laughs> and, and let's get back to script. All right, so that's a test, man. Whenever you have some sense of fear, guys, you're, you gotta, you got to understand you're not walking in God's perfect love right then. Because if you knew about his perfect love, there would be no fear. All right. So nip that fear. And the way you nip it is not saying I'm not afraid. The way you nip it is saying he's going to take care of me because he loves me. And say that, God, because of your perfect love. 
I'm going to be okay today. Even if your day starts out bad, God, because of your perfect love for me, I'm going to be okay today. It's a matter what you focus on. Oh, I forgot this one. All right. So one more thing. Check this out. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. It's not enough just to know. The word know there is to learn something, right? So you may have learned that God loves you. It's not enough just to know. You got to believe it. You got to say, look, I know that you love me. I know, I've heard that all my life. But I believe, I believe you love me. And because you love me, I will be okay today. Now that changes everything up. You say that every morning. His grace is new every morning. You say, because you love me. I'm going to be okay today. You got to believe it, church. You got to, it's not enough just to know that God loves you. You got to believe that God loves you. Believe it. Listen, when, when, when we're doing communion, it's one thing to know. And you can say, by his stripes, I'm healed. You could do that professionally. Like, like I told you, I kiss Kelly sometimes. You can say, you can train a parrot, guys, to say, by his stripes, I'm healed. But when you say, by his stripes, he bore, he did it himself. He bore my sicknesses and that my, make it personal, my sicknesses and diseases. And because he did that, because you love me, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. And you're, now you're speaking life over you. When it comes to tithing, do the same thing. Because you love me, I'm going to be okay. Because you love me, Bob, you said, and he has testimony. Because you love me, I'm going to find this hole that's got the water in it. Because he struggles with that sometimes. Listen, it, it, whatever it is, man, medical-wise, finance-wise, you got to say, listen, because he loves me, I'm going to be okay. Because he's going to take care of me. That's what your good father does. He doesn't leave you alone. He doesn't let you walk off a plank. He, the, the Bible says a sheep goes astray. He comes. What does a sheep do? <laughs> he your your father does all the work he finds the sheep he finds the sheep that that whole story has nothing to do with the sheep the sheep just goes off on its own that's us the whole story is about the the shepherd the good shepherd who goes finds it and when he finds it picks it up puts it on his shoulder he carries you back a place of strength at least for me, I'm sure for Jesus too. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Sometimes you got to stretch before you do stuff like that. Hey, listen, and not only that, what does he do when he gets back? He throws a party on your behalf, and all you did was run. But what does the sheep have to do? He has to consent to being loved. He has to finally give up and say, please pick me up, take me, take me. Every single time, focus on his love for you. You got to believe it, church. It's not enough just to know it. Amen. Look at this. First Corinthians 13, three. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though I give my body to be burned as a sacrifice for the poor, but have not love, it profits me nothing. You can give all you have to the poor. And when it comes to tithing, guys, you can you can professionally tithe. Write that check, put it in there. Right. But it profits you nothing if you don't do it from a standpoint of love. The opposite is also true. If you do it in love, it profits you everything. Everything. You tithe with love, you become prosperous in love. It's just the way it works. That's God's math. And it's, and it's all through Scripture. You, you, you do communion. 
through love, with love, understanding how much he loves you, you start to see your health prosper. It's true every single time. You want your soul to prosper? When you drink the cup, you remember who you are. You remember what's been done for you. You are completely forgiven. You are complete in Christ. There's no condemnation for you. Now your soul's prospering. Whose soul right now your emotions are prospering under the Lord? Just because you're hearing the truth. Just because you know who you are. You know how much God loves you. Do you have a sense of God's love? Yeah, man. We got to maintain that. That's our only part, right? That's our only part. We can walk out of here after worship, after the word, walk out of here, man, and be singing amazing grace. And you get to your car, you get in your car, you go to that red light out there, and then somebody cuts you off. And you're like, amazing grace. Right? You could be on a high, guys. Seriously, how many of you guys have done that? And then somebody cuts you off, you're like, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> right? Your tune, it just changes. You're like, fool, I'm about to get out of this car. And you start cursing with a hymn in mind. Anybody else do that or just me? Really? That's why you don't focus on your love for God. You focus on his love for you. Your love is weak. His isn't. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. You see Paul, how many of you guys caught this? He made it about him. Does Jesus love all of us? Yeah, man. But Christ said, who, but Paul said, who loved me. He loved me. You got to make it personal. You got to remember that Jesus loves you. That Jesus wants you to be, to have success on this earth. You remember, I wish above all things that you prosper, success, and be in health. If you come to this church, we're going to tell you, God wants you to be healthy. And we're not going to apologize for it. And you know what else? You're going to see fruits of it. Just so you know we ain't lying. And don't let the devil come up in here and say, hey, well, what about so-and-so? I don't know about so-and-so, but I know that he loves me. Satan will try to use logic down here, man. And, and listen, our logic is jacked up. You go on the truth. I don't know about so-and-so, but I know that he loves me. And I will not walk in fear. Because perfect love casts out fear. Because it involves torment. All right? I uh, love that he said by me. Oh, and then in the next verse, I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. Do not set aside the favor of God in your life. Don't cast aside and say, oh, that's one part of the gospel. That, it is called the gospel of grace. It's the gospel. Amen? All right. Back to First uh, John. We're almost done. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love. Perfect love is his love. Amen? I want you guys to understand that. His love for you is perfect. There's nothing else you need. And when you focus on his love for you, then fear will be gone. God doesn't want you fearful. Faithful is what he wants you. This is, uh, it says, beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So again, if you understand how much God loves you, you will love others. This is what I was telling you earlier. The more you focus on his love for you and how freely given it was, the more you become a free lover of people. 
says, beloved, we also ought to love one another. You know what? We get so political these days, guys. In social media, there's such a great divide. I want to tell you something. They're going to know him by our love for one another. That you want to change everything, right? You want to, you, 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 how's this? Be an activist for the gospel. Do you believe that, church? And here's what I mean by that. The gospel is all about God's love. If people see you loving people, that's how they'll come to know God. And there's too much divide. There's, there's always been a divide in the church, amen? But you come here, you're going to know that God wants you healthy, and you're going to know that God loves you. And when you do that, the cycle of that is you will love people that way. You're going to love people the way you think God loves you. If you think God's out to get you, then you're going to do that to other people. Do you believe that? No. And in the same chapter, we love him because he first loved us. And let me just tell you something. Words matter. Amen. The word him is not there in the original. It doesn't say we love God because he first loved us. It says we love because he first loved us. In other words, we love people because he first loved us. When you understand how much you are loved by him, you will freely love people. All people. All people. Muslims. It doesn't matter where they come from, guys. Gay people. You, how else are they going to come to know him unless they see us loving on each other? And he gives you wisdom for that, church. I'm not saying go get in a relationship right now because I just gave you permission to do that. You understand what I'm saying? Please hear me out. I'm saying that God loves people, all people. And the way they're going to know him is by the way we love one another. You got to believe that, church. All right, so here's the two things, two takeaways from this whole thing. God is love and he loves you. And then you release that love to other people. You want to change your, your workspace? You want to change your office? You want to change your family home, your dynamic? Man, you got to know that God loves you. And when you know that, you will release that love. You believe that? So what does that love do? This is what it does. Yet in all these things, we, we are more than conquerors. How? Through him who loved us. That word through is in the Greek, it's dia. It's, it's, it means through by means of. Like you cannot be a conqueror. Not just con You can't be more than a conqueror unless you understand that he loves you. Honestly, church, all you do is win. But you know why? Because even death, even death has lost its sting. Even if death takes you, you're still a winner. You know why? Because death has been defeated. You live forever. That's, we know the end of the story. We don't know how it's going to end here, but we know that it doesn't end here for us. That we can know by faith. Right? All you do is win. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Sing that, church. Put a little churchy spin on it, right? Every time I open up his word, my faith goes up. <laughs> out of all the people. <laughs> And they stay up. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it. Oh, and every time I walk into this building, everybody's hands go up. <laughs> you just go on, man. 
and they declare, and they declare, amen, yeah, they declare what, that God loves me, I'm going to be okay, and let me just tell you, that if you came in here, and you don't have some kind of hope about today, today, listen, tomorrow's got its own problems, but you know what, even those problems are taken care of, you got to know that today, God's for you, and if God's for you, nothing can be against you, you say nothing, church, nothing not your boss not your paper coming up it doesn't matter not the pimple on your chin listen i'm telling you that i'm telling you that because even the small things matter to god even the small things matter to god trust him trust him because he loves you you say this whatever issue think about an issue you got coming up just in your own mind say god because you love me i'm gonna be successful in that don't say i'm gonna be successful in that Say, because you love me, I'm going to be successful in that. Because his love will make that happen for you. It always does, church. Always has. Always will. It's a matter of what you focus on. Don't let the cares of this world choke you. He has given you life. Speak that life out. You walk out of here with boldness, knowing no matter what is in front of you, you are more than a conqueror. Through him who loved you. Amen? Give him the praise. Let's stand up. You guys stand up with me. I'm going to bring Pastor D up here. And uh, we are going to, um, we are going to uh, pray us out of here. Listen, if you have a prayer request, man, I'm telling you, what Pastor Dwayne did with Sarah last week was amazing. We immediately, the next day, we saw results. Like, the Lord let us know, hey, this is what happened. This is what I did. <laughs> we are like, we're not even shocked anymore, honestly. We used to be like, wow, God is so good. We still like that, but we're not shocked that he's so good because he's doing it everywhere, man. Everywhere. And so if you need prayer, man, it's not that we've got some special power. We just know who we are. We know who we are. I'm not bragging. Paul said it in that one verse, so that not so that I can boast. But if I'm going to boast, I'm going to boast in his love for me. And I'm no, we are no different than you, man. God has called us to share this message. He called us to pastor with each other. So we are separated for that. But when it comes to your praying, he doesn't listen to us over you. We're, he's no respecter of persons. Right. He sent us here to teach you how to be bold. And listen, one day you might have to come to us and encourage us to be bold. We're not perfect. But I'm going to tell you this. He is and his love for you is perfect. It's perfect. If you need prayer, let me come up here. We'll pray over you. There's testimonies in here, man. Beautiful testimonies of what God does in people's life. Not just six months down the road. That day. Yeah. And I'm saying it might not be that day, but he will always answer it. Always answer it. Because he loves you. And let me, and let me just say this. If, if you don't know who Jesus is, it doesn't take long. You just come down. We'll, I'll come to you. We'll talk. We'll pray. It, it, quick prayer. You know what it is? It's I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to say, hey, uh, do you confess with your mouth? Not your sins. It says, confess Jesus. Yes. Confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And you believe that he's alive today. Do you believe he's alive today? Mm -hmm. That's all it takes, man. If you say yes to that, you are saved right there. Right there. And there's nothing that can come and take that away from you. Nothing. Nothing. Religion will try to do that, but it can't do it. It can't do it. Nothing can do that. Nothing can separate that love from you. Nothing. Not even your sin. Not even religious church stuff. Amen? Amen. If you have a prayer request... Please come and find us. We'll do that. If you haven't accepted Jesus, let us introduce you to him, man. Yeah. It doesn't take long. God made it simple. Amen? Exactly. If you're looking for a church, this is who we are. It's what we believe. 
Hopefully one day we'll be able to let families sit together in the same row. God's going to work all that out. Amen. Hey, we ain't worried about it. You know why? Because God's already got it planned for us. We're going to rest and we're going to watch him go to work. He's, he's doing it already. I believe right now he's doing it. Right Amen. now he's doing it. And we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Amen. And you know what? When people ask, hey, what are you going to do? I don't know. But I know this. The Lord's got it done already, man. And we didn't know about this, did we? We didn't know about this. It just showed up. That's what he does. He's the God of always showing up. Amen. See, my earthly dad wasn't like that. My earthly dad wasn't that, that dad that would always show up. But I can tell you this. My father in heaven always shows up. Amen. 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 I can do this all day, Dwayne. You better. <laughs> Amen. Amen. God is good. Amen. Amen. Yes. You guys received the word today? Yes. Amen. Come on, let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you for meeting us here today, Father. We thank you, Lord, for reminding us of who we are and reminding us of your great love for us. God, let us walk out of this place it's encouraged and, and edified, Father, and just willing, Father, to share what we have freely received with those that, God, you put in our path, Lord. We thank you for the blessing of your word, for the blessing of your presence. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, who is our teacher, our God, our comforter, uh, the one who who leads us into all righteousness and all truth. Father, we thank you for bringing back to our remembrance, Father, uh, your promises over us, Father, the things that you have spoke out into the atmosphere. We thank you, Lord, that your word is powerful, is sharper than any two-edged sword, and it never returns to you void, Father, but it accomplishes everything that you sent it out to accomplish, Lord. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the gospel, Lord. We ask, God, that as we go out of this place, Father, that you would bless us, Father, that you would make a way out of no way, Father. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, for ordering our steps. We thank you, Father, for just going before us and just doing what only you can do, Father. We believe you. We believe in you. And we thank you, Father, for your desire to prosper us above all things. Father, and allow us to be in health even as our souls prosper. So, Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for equipping us with the gospel, with the truth of your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We are dismissed.